Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Soul Tribe Podcast. This is Lorena. Today, I am doing a solo episode. It is part two of the Akashic Records Q&A. So I basically did a couple of posts on social media, mainly Instagram, and asked you all what questions you have about the Akashic Records and channeling in general. And the first episode was answering some of those questions, and today I'm answering the rest that came through. Um, As a reminder, which is something I talked about in the previous episode, is that we teach the Akashic Records with Lucia. So we have Akashic Records Level 1 and Level 2, Level 1 being you opening your own Akashic Records and Level 2 being you open others' Akashic Records. Um, I spoke a little bit about that process in the previous episode, so if there's any questions on that, I'll link that episode to the show notes. I will also link all of the courses and all that information. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out via Instagram or via my contact form, which will also be on the show notes. So let's get right into the questions. So question number one, um, why the same question asked today and three years ago would have a different answer? That's, I, I love this question and this depends. This won't be always this way. So for some people, depending on the question, the context, and what they're going through, their soul contracts, their lessons, their soul um, kind of soul lessons, anything karmic pending, soul contracts, this can change. So I'll see if I can think of an example. But for example, if I'm a few a few things kind of are at play here, right? One being, are you ready to hear? what you're asking for. Sometimes we need to ask because we need to get an understanding of what's going on. So it could be a pattern, a relationship, it could be a soul contract, it could be a lesson that we need to learn. So when we ask the question in the Akashic Records, they'll give us information that's correct for us. The amount, the depth of the answer will will kind of be aligned with what we're ready to hear. And when we think about the same, let's say we ask the same question in, in three years or even a year, let's not even go as far as three years. It could be a year's time even, or a couple months or six months. And sometimes when we've had time to digest and kind of integrate certain things and understand them, and we're doing our own healing outside of the readings, right? We can ask a similar or the same question a year from then or six months, like I said, and we might get a deeper answer because we're ready to hear it, because we've been through a process. This isn't always the case, like I said. This depends. Um, I think this is, I'm trying to think of when I would see this most. Like a lot of times this will come up with relationships and this sometimes will come up with certain patterns because we might be asking about a pattern, but we we might not fully be understanding like the pattern itself. So for example, if someone asks like, I'm in this loop and this pattern with this thing, they'll they'll kind of show the person through information why that pattern's showing up, where it's coming from. And when they ask about it three years later, not saying that they're still in that pattern, but that they want to understand something deeper, they might get more past life stuff or more soul contract information 
or it might come from a different place because the question they're asking might the relationship with the person changed or um, their place has changed. They've moved or they're doing something different. What I always like to say to people is like, you're never going to hear something that you're not ready to hear. So if you're going to ask a question, you'll receive the right amount of information that you're ready to hear that day of the reading. So I always say to people, just really follow your intuition when you ask questions. Um, But many times when you do receive a completely different answer, it's probably because you've been through a process. You've been through something, you've changed. There's been shifts in your life that are kind of bringing you to ask that question from a completely different energy and moment in your life that obviously the answer won't ever be the same. It might be deeper. It might be more information. It might bring the clarity. It might, because a lot of these questions, like, like, for example, I always say to people, somebody will ask a question and they won't, it's not yes or no answers, right? A lot of times it's for you to understand where you're at, for you to make the most informed decision at a soul level. So let's say you, you make a decision and you, 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 you ask, let's say you ask in, in a reading, right? And you get an answer. And from there, there you're, you're following your intuition. You make a decision on a certain thing on a certain aspect of your life, a career or a job offering, whatever that is, right? So the thing here is you make that, you make that decision out of free will. They didn't tell you what to do. They could tell you what feels most aligned, right? What, what could be most aligned at that moment in your life? And then let's say that you make a decision, then you're like, oh my God, why did I make this decision? It's actually like really hard. This job's making me realize a bunch of things. For example, if you took a new job or something, but that's, that is the point. You are supposed to take that job so that you can learn and understand something deeper. Maybe there's a lesson in it. Maybe it's giving you clarity on something deeper, even though it's really hard what you're going through. That might come through a lot in relationships, right? where we're supposed to come to those conclusions on our own. We're not supposed to be told what to do. We're supposed to learn a lesson so that we can make a decision. So let's say three years or even a year from then, you ask the same question and they'll have more insight. They'll have more information. You know, what you went through was because of this. And we couldn't give you that answer at that time because you had to go through that. You had to experience that. You had to expand from that. You had to evolve from that. So answers can change for many reasons because we've we've grown, we've taken different paths, we've learned different things, um, or simply because we're just at a different place in our life, right? So th- I don't feel like this is always the case. So I don't want people to think that this is always like that, but many times it can be. Like I'll, I'll see if I can put my own example of like, let's see... Um, like asking about career a lot, you know, for me, so, so much, I don't want to say career, but just jobs and and feeling fulfilled with work. And I would ask about what was I supposed to study or do? And ultimately I wasn't really given any concrete answers. I was, I was kind of shown the way of like where I was, was okay. And it truly was because looking back every job that I asked about or every career move or every move physically because of a job, like moved like to a country or to a different city um, pushed me in the right direction. Um, and if I had asked the same question three years later, it would have been different because I was in a different place. Each, each job and each move that I made helped me grow and expand. And where I am today, I mean, I wouldn't be where I hear I am today with like doing readings and helping people and helping people find their purpose and mission and healing if it wasn't for everything I went through, it helped me realize that I wanted to work for myself, that I wanted to do something that made a difference, that I didn't want to just work 
in a in a company that I was a number. That for me was really important, but I I was I wasn't channeling it in the right way. And the readings did help me see that, but I was still stuck in my head and my ego, so that made it hard, right? But the same question asked years later was going to give me a different answer because I wasn't in the same headspace. I wasn't feeling the same way. And things adapt. Our free will will help those answers come through in a different way too because the Akashic Records, your spiritual team, your guides, your masters, your soul doesn't expect you to do anything specific, right? Like I said, they'll align you in the right direction. But um, the free will is such a big part of a reading that the answer might change because of that itself. That's huge. I always say free will is huge. Free will is a big, big part of these readings and why the future a lot of times is not is not set in stone, at least not through the Akashic Records, right? Because it's more about possibilities and probabilities and it depends on where you're, where you're headed, what, what decision you're going to make, what your free will guides you to do. So I hope I hope that makes sense. I went in a few different directions there, but free will would be a big part of that. The decisions we make would be another part of that, which is part of free will. Um, and we always have the opportunity to change. So we'll, we'll be given and be shown a different perspective when we go back and ask the same question because we've shifted, we've changed, we've expanded, we've grown. All right, question number two. Do you see multiple timelines and how do you know which one the person took or takes? Ah, I like this question a lot, actually. This is something, because last the last episode I was asked about how I channel, how I receive information. And a big part of that is now that I, I see visions, I visualize a lot of stuff when I channel. And a lot of what I visualize is timelines. They'll show me like physical paths and time timelines or... Like the timeline, sometimes they'll put it in like a very like horizontal fashion for me visually for whatever reason, because I don't know if I explained this in the past episode, I started channeling. So if I see things to my left, I know that's the past or past lives. So it's the person's past. That's where I will see like the inner child, the upbringing, the patterns, the looking forward or like right in front of me is the present. And then to the right is the future and future timelines or possibilities, probabilities, like I said. So I do see sometimes multiple timelines in that sense. I'll go into a different aspect of this in a second. But into the future, I will see timelines and possibilities and probabilities. So depending on what decision the person makes, I can see things going different ways. They won't show it to me fully because obviously, like I said, this is free will. But what they do tend to give me, which I find really beautiful, is they'll tend to put emphasis on one of these timelines or paths of like saying, if you, if you align with this thing over here that you're so passionate about, it will lead you down this path, which will bring this, 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 and this, and it'll help you feel this, this, and this way. So in that sense, to me, that can be very useful for the person because that validates something they're already, already feeling. They're just doubting themselves or they don't believe that whatever they're, they're aiming for or feel attracted to move in that direction, they don't, they might not feel that it's possible, Right. So it can help it can help bring awareness to that and help validate something that they're already feeling. Like I said, they'll never tell you what you have to do because that's this isn't that's not free will. That's not what the the Akashic records are all about. You having free will and understanding patterns. And a lot of times these paths, like a question I get sometimes is like, well, why would they tell me to? This is more aligned if if it was harder. 
because it will teach you something so big that it'll help expand you moving forward after that. That's why. But I don't know that when I'm saying that to you, right? All I know when I'm channeling that is that they're, they're bringing that information forward because it's what you need to hear. And it's what's going to help you in the long term. Your soul wants you to learn lessons. Your soul wants you to expand and tick things off that list of your incarnation. You're here for a reason. We're not just here to just like cruise through life. We're here to learn lessons, expand. We all have specific things that we're here to do, specific things that we're here to learn. And we need to honor that as much as we can. And this is where the Akashic Records or an Akashic Record reading can be so helpful. It can help us see that, understand that, connect with that so that we can make decisions from a better place. And then I guess this question could also be coming from like multiple timelines of like that we're living, like parallel lives. Um, I have seen parallel lives. Uh, so like a multiple timeline in the sense of like your soul incarnated in this life and what you're living and then feeling some pull in a different timeline of your soul on a parallel sense. But I don't, I'm so grounded with the way I channel. I'm here more about the present but I have gotten a few readings where that's come up. Um, I think especially when Lou and I do our dual Akashic record readings, um, when she starts feeding certain uh, like more worldly, ultra dimensional or like extra dimensional information, then that kind of helps me receive that information too. Because I, they tend to ground me very much into the, into the human experience and learning the lessons so we can expand to the fifth dimension. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't get that much information around that. It's more about timelines in, in the incarnation sense. They'll show me very clearly the timeline of how th sometimes they'll show me from, from even before birth, when you were in the womb, for example, and how that was and the emotions around that. And then things that happened growing up and then the upbringing and then the present and then the future. The, the, I see that so clearly in a very visual sense and an emotional sense too. It's very mixed and like um, intertwined, which I always find really helpful because the emotions help me kind of, I kind of communicate that to the person and then the person um, really resonates with that. And then all the information comes through, the things start to click. We start to put the pieces together and to understand why there's a pattern or why a person's feeling a certain way or why this thing keeps repeating in their life or why these, their relationships are a certain way. Um, so many answers can come through that. So timelines are important in my readings a lot. Um, so I like that this question came through, but I don't see what path the person will take. I can see what's most aligned for them, um, but a lot of times the person's free will won't lead them down that way because there's too much fear or they don't believe or they're not ready, um, but they plant that seed. They help you understand that that would be completely aligned, but they understand that you don't, you might not take that, that route. You might not take that path. So this all really depends. This is very, very, like I always say, each Akashic Record reading each Akashic book is so unique and opening a book can feel so different from one person to the next. And I have no expectations when I open somebody's reading, uh, when I, I do a reading for a person, open their records, because you never know what to expect, what information is going to come through. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I think the best thing you can do as a reader, just honor whatever comes through without ever you know, I, I never want my ego to get involved. And I always set that intention before a session 
of like not allowing my belief system, my brain, my ego to get involved in the reading. It's their information. I am clearly just a channel for them to receive that information. And that is it. That is it. Okay. Number three, can anyone learn to open their own Akashic records? If you aren't someone who gets very visual, gets great visuals while meditating or not psychic, can you, can the average person learn? Yes. I always say this to people. We talk about this in the courses. This is what I believe. This is what the Akashic records explains to me. Yes. Everyone has a right to learn to read their own Akashic records, especially read their own because it is your information. It is your book. Each soul has the right to access their information. That being said, not everybody will resonate with the Akashic Records. Not everybody will feel called to open their own Akashic Records. But the indicator to me is if you feel called to open your records, then that is that is clearly telling you that you are ready to open your own Akashic Records. Follow that kind of intuitive hit. Listen to yourself. The issue that most people find, and obviously I've talked about this quite a lot on the podcast. I've talked about it on my YouTube, um, that my journey with the Akashic records wasn't easy because of, it was very attached to the lack of self love that I had and worth that I had towards myself. So I felt like I wasn't worthy and I, that it was something that I couldn't do. And I would constantly compare myself to others that were on this kind of like spiritual path. I wasn't ready for it. But I needed to get kind of immersed in that world anyway at that point in my life because when I was ready, I was ready. And I, I had all the tools that I needed to, to connect, to start to practice again. Um, I found it when I needed to find it. And I think when we stop overthinking, when we stop trying to analyze everything and why when we learn a tool, we might not use it right away, that's okay. Everything is leading you to the next step, to the next thing to help you grow Um, So it doesn't matter that you're not visual or that you're not psychic um, or that you don't get certain things when you meditate because this is very different than meditating. It's more active. Um, Most people start with writing. Some people that are very visual will keep their eyes closed and like record an audio to see what they get when they ask the questions. Reading your own records is very similar to like a reading with somebody else. You'd have to make sure you ask questions for the information to start coming in. Um, but I truly believe, and we've coached and helped a lot of people with Akashic Records Level 1 or opening their own records, and it is possible. We just get in our own way sometimes. So it is practice. Um, I can say that with (laughs) complete kind of like experience that for me, the more I practiced, the more I felt more comfortable with it. And we all go through phases too. Like I think sometimes we have to think that in some moments we're really all about connecting to our Akashic Records. Sometimes we, we detach a little bit from it. We'll use the tool more. So it's, it's a tool that you have in your tool belt. That's the way I always like to kind of tell people to look at it and to perceive it like anything else. Like if you were to do Reiki on yourself or tapping, um, or meditation, or breath work, it's the same thing. It's an extra tool in your tool belt that you can use when you feel that you need guidance, when you feel like you need to connect to your higher self, and when you sometimes feel like you just need insight and answers. Um, It doesn't matter that you're not visual. And I always explain also how I, I think this was in the past episode, how do I channel 
Uh, how do I receive messages? When I open my own records, I don't feel anything uh, at all, actually. I just know they're open. I trust that they're open, and I will write. I will either type on my computer because I'm channeling something for, um, for example, for, for Instagram or for my blog or is something that I'm doing like I'm channeling for somebody else or it's connected to the runes because I like mixing the runes with the Akashic Records or it's like for journaling purposes. I have a few questions and insight and I'll just start writing in my journal and it'll be a part of my practice. So um, I think it's really interesting to make it your own, incorporate it into your kind of daily practices and if you skip a day, it's fine. It's there for you when you need it. That's basically what I, how I see it. And anyone, the average person can learn. The only thing that I would say is just as long as you feel called in the direction of the Akashic Records, then just trust it. Don't, don't force it. Don't do it because somebody else is doing it. Do it because you truly feel that you want to learn and you want to connect to your higher self through the, the energy of the Akashic Records, through the fifth dimensional energy. Next question. Can the records come back with different readings uh, depending on what stage you are in your life? Yeah, this kind of goes with the first question, 100%. Yeah, so it depends on where you're at, what you're ready to hear. And like, for example, I'm trying to think of like an example where I've seen information come through differently. I think especially when it's somebody's first reading, they'll get it's like an introduction. And as they go deeper in, like if they'll come back for a couple of readings later, like the next year or a couple months later, it's different information. Sometimes they'll still ask about that same thing in their life that's happening. And they've made so many shifts in between that when they ask that question, they'll get way more insight. They'll get way more information, but because they've done the work outside of the reading. And this is what I always say to people, like, we need to make sure that we don't just be like, okay, I did the reading. I got the information. I'm, I'm fine now. A lot of times they'll give you what I call homework. They'll give you things to really think about. You'll have to integrate the information and you'll have to really work on, on making the decisions or, or seeing the patterns or bringing awareness to certain things in your life. Sometimes they'll tell people to, to try other tools because there's something deeper that the Akashic Records just isn't fully prepared to help you see or heal. Um, and there needs to be deeper work and everything's in stages. So it doesn't mean that when you come back in a year, you'll be fully healed, but you'll, you'll be more prepared to hear more information. And we, we can go through different stages in our life where we're more open to hearing certain things. And I always, I always explain that in readings, I depend on lot on the person and their energy when they come to me for a reading, if they're open, they're trusting, if they're ready for the reading, why I never force anybody to get a reading because those readings never go well. If the person comes to me, they're ready. And for whatever reason, the reading doesn't work out because the times don't work out or they forgot the reading, I will never force it because that person probably that day wasn't ready. So everything's giving us signs or giving us information and we just have to trust it all. So yeah, you will get It'll come back with different information, but it doesn't mean that it has to be completely different. It just might be deeper information. It might be more insight. Um, yeah, and and what I find most people will do is they'll come back with different questions, right? For example, somebody will ask about a move or they'll ask about a job, and then when they come back for a reading later, they'll, for example, be like, well, I took that job and things are going this way, and um, I decided to go in this direction, and they'll ask questions 
different questions and they're at a different stage, so they'll receive different information, of course. Um, so the next question is, what does it feel like when you are connected to the records? Do you hear voices? I love this. Um, so when I, like I said, when I open my own Akashic records, I don't hear voices. I can sometimes get visions. I don't feel anything. Like when I open somebody else's records, it's all about feeling with myself. I don't. Um, what I do with myself, it's more like it's my thoughts. It's like thoughts coming into my brain. It's my own voice. I don't hear voices outside of me. Even when I open somebody else's records, it's my own voice coming through. It's these thoughts. It's like they're putting, they're using your brain to bring the information forward. That's how I explain it. Hence why a lot of people get confused when they start channeling and connecting to their own records and they think that they should be hearing a voice outside of them. No, it's your own, it's your own voice. It's coming through your own head. The Akashic Records will work through, so it's your crown chakra kind of, it's coming down through your crown chakra, it's going through your pineal gland, the, your brain's functioning through that, so your head is a big part of it, um, and it will be, it will feel like thoughts or knowings or, um, it's your own voice, right? It's like I said before, some people are very, um, very visual, so a lot of people will even like, Lou, sometimes I'll find when we do dual reading, she'll close her eyes and channel because she she's seeing stuff and it's helping her focus. So in those cases, I tell people, record. Don't, don't open your eyes because you might lose the message or you might not be able to see that vision. Um, so I don't feel anything when I connect for my, on my, like, connect to my own records. I'll just know. I'll know that they're open and then I start to ask questions and I, I start to write or type. When I open somebody else's instantly when I'm in the, the process of opening, like, I mean, the opening prayer, opening verse, I automatically already am getting like these very clear emotions, visions, uh, messages. I always get like what I call the initial message. So the moment I open your records, uh, I record the sessions and I say, I have an initial message, so I usually just say that. It starts to answer questions. It can help validate things. It starts to move the energy to channel, and the person asks the question. So um, that all comes through with something like it feels like it's my head, right? It feels like it's, it's, it's my thoughts. It's emotions in my body. I will sometimes feel what the other person's feeling. If somebody asks about another person, like a partner or their, their child or their mom or just a family member or a friend, I can sometimes connect to that person and feel what they're feeling. I've gotten even emotional during sessions if it's something that the person's feeling at such a deep and profound level. Like I've, I've almost started crying in readings because it's, it's, they bring emotion to me in such a deep way for me to bring that to the person so they understand how that person's feeling. So they can understand what that person's going through. Um, but... Do I feel something when I connect? Not really. I don't get, you know, some people will get, at least at the beginning when we were attuning to the energy of the Akashic Records, some people will say that um, that they feel dizzy a little bit. They feel like their head's a little bit in the clouds, um, like fuzzy. It's like a fuzzy feeling. Uh, if you have your records open for too long, those are very common things along with headaches. Um Goosebumps or chills in the body are pretty common during a reading, especially when there's a message that's really important or they're trying to bring emphasis to some part of the reading. 
Uh, and I always say that out loud to make sure that the person understands that because that's never a coincidence. It's something that they really needed to hear or something that's really important or really they really want to make sure that the person understands that that message is is super important, that they pay attention to it. Um, or reinforcing for me that the message is spot on. So it's it's always a nice feeling when I get the 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 goosebumps or the chills down my body and they go from like one to 10. Sometimes I'll feel like a level of one. Sometimes it's 10 where I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like there's chills from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, which is weird because I never get that outside of a reading like ever, unless I'm cold and I'm never cold because I'm always indoors and it could be 30 to, like the other day it was like 32 degrees and I got chills down my entire body during a reading. It was interesting. Um, some people even ask me, and this isn't here, I don't think, but um, I don't necessarily get tired when I do readings, depending on what the person's asking and the topics that come up. In general, I will feel super energized after or just feel good after a reading um, when I will feel tired is when I feel like the person's not open to the reading, that there's doubt or there's too much ego. And it feels like I'm, I'm like literally pulling the information down and that is, that is exhausting. Um, but for most people, when they open their own records at the beginning, they might feel something, some might not, they will hear it, the messages will come through as like a voice, their own voice in their head. They could get visions, um, but I think at the beginning, a lot of people will feel some something, even if it's like a little tingling in their head or a sensation in the body, because it helps them trust that, that they're connected. But what I always say to people is like, ask the first question you should ask when you're connecting at the beginning is, are my Akashic records open? If you get a, like a yes, trust it. If it's a no, reopen them. Um, next question, which is question number six, um, what do you do if something negative or bad shows up in the reading? How do you communicate that to the person? This is such an interesting question. So the Akashic records never see things as positive or negative or good or bad. Um, they never show it to me that way, which I was, this is probably why I love being in the records because it's so neutral. It's so much about lessons. Um, I will go into something, maybe some experiences that might help. Um, but they'll usually just show what the lessons are. So if somebody comes to me and says, um, for example, they're going through a, an issue with their mom and it's, it's toxic and there's this and there's that, and they start going into the details of it and asking like, what why is this happening? Why, why is this relationship here? Usually we'll go into the soul contract. Usually we'll go into the lessons that one needs to learn. A lot of times they'll go into past lives. There's usually a lot of connection to past lives for a lot of people. Um, so I'll, I, they don't show it in a quote unquote negative or bad way. They just show the struggle that you've had or that you're having with that person and why it's coming up. And they'll help you see it from a different perspective always in a more elevated and like a higher place, right? Because good or bad, fear, um, difficult, struggle, all those are kind of words from our ego. Our soul doesn't see any of it that way. And when we connect to the Akashic Records, we're connected to soul information. 
So the soul is literally thrives off of some of these experiences that we as humans in our ego think of as negative or bad. Your soul's needing to go through that to learn something. And obviously in a human sense, some things can be really, really difficult. So I never have, or I never receive or feel like I have to communicate something difficult to a person. What I do sometimes, like I was saying, we're talking about a little bit about timelines, right? How, where I can see maybe somebody going down a specific timeline, they won't show it to me in a negative way. It just feels like lower, a little bit lower vibrational compared to another path that they could take, right? So well, they'll, they'll bring the information forward sometimes with a lot of like urgency, like there's urgency for you to heal this in your life so that you can actually feel free or that you can actually feel liberated or that you can actually feel like you're living your life. For you to heal this means that you can find your partner. That means that you can attract amazing opportunities and abundance into your life, but they'll never focus on the negative or the bad, right? They'll focus on the action that you can take the steps that are important for you to, to, to move into, um, what you need to let go of, right? It could be belief systems. It can be ideas. It could be the past. It could be past lives. It can be a lot of things. Um, but I don't, I don't, I thought about this question a little bit before coming on this, on this recording. And I can't say that I've had readings where I felt like, oh my God, like life or death or like super negative. No, because whatever, whatever, quote unquote negative is happening in your life, it's helping you learn something that you have to, you have to learn in this life. And a lot of those negative things could be, you know, things that, um, from our childhood, it could be trauma, it can be relationships, it can be abuse, it can be, um, patterns, it can be relationships, it can be struggles with money, it could be so many things. None of us are like, we're all here to experience things differently. Like I always say, and and we're all going through different things, but they'll never see it in a negative light because there's always a way out, right? We might not see that in, in the ego sense, but there's always a way to move past that, to elevate, to grow, to expand, to learn. And when we're stuck in a loop, when we feel like we're in a quote unquote negative time of our life or space, it's because we're, we're not expanding. We're not seeing things. We're not healing. Um, and I, I mean, I can only, I can't say that a lot of people come to me and I get any negative information. I just get, I just get kind of wisdom, right. Of what they can do to change that and what they can do to heal it. It's all very positive. That's why I always say to people, some people are really scared to, to connect to the Akashic records of getting a reading. It's pure, it's pure unconditional love. That is the only way I can explain the Akashic Records. It is pure light, pure unconditional love. And it is there for us to help us understand, to get a different perspective, to grow, to to learn. So they don't focus on negative or bad. They understand that you might see it that way, but they'll try to show you a different perspective so that you can move away from that and start to elevate. We always talk about the victim role on the podcast. So when somebody comes with a victim role, a lot of the questions can feel like they, the person's in a negative space, but they won't see it that way. They want them to move away from the victim role, but they might not be ready for that. So it's, 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 a, tricky, it's a tricky kind of situation sometimes when people are in a victim role, but they'll still get something out of the reading. I just, 
I just always feel like those are also those readings that feel harder, harder to kind of get through. Um, okay, next question. Question number seven. Can you open your records any day, like uh, Carnival, Easter, Halloween? Um, I also thought about this question. <laughs> I think there are certain days that it's probably best not to open the records. Um, like around Christmas time, some people say that it's not good. I've done it. It feels fine. I, I haven't gotten any messages not to do it. Um, I don't know. I kind of just flow with it. I feel like if someone's needing a reading a certain time or certain day, it's because they need it that day. Uh, I think rituals, when we're talking more about like, because this is information, right? We're obviously elevating to the fifth dimension when we open our records. I don't feel like I, there's a day that I would say don't open them. There might be days that are more um, ideal because of energy, of course. Um, but I've never gotten the message to not open on, on certain days. Where I do see this being a thing, right? Where when we're talking about rituals or or manifesting or bringing like the new moon and the full moon and certain rituals and and things that we do yeah there i would say be careful when you do things because you're you're opening up to specific energy but the akashic records are so punctual and so it's such a specific thing and it's such a protected energy that i've i've never been taught i've never been given that information i've never downloaded that either because i i'm curious about that as well but now i even have my akashic akashic records open and they're not saying they're saying, you know, it's, it's free will. You open when you want and you don't open it when you don't want. Like it's, 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 it's very just, it, it's, it's open. It's an open channel. You have access to it whenever you want. Okay. Question number eight. I had a question about dreams after a reading. Is having more vivid dreams maybe highlighting different topics you spoke about a thing? 100%. Yes. Um, Dreams for a lot of us can be the unconscious coming forward and it's always telling us something. So some people have very, you know, some people can astral travel, they can connect with other timelines and stuff through through dreams. So to, I would say to see where you're at with your dreams is our dreams giving you information generally and if after a reading you connect with certain things, that could be giving you an indication of something that you need to pay more attention to. Um also connecting to the fifth dimensional energy, I think, in the fact that we feel so connected to ourselves, our soul during an Akashic Record reading, it it can bring an opening, an awareness that I think a lot of times for some people, it could come through a dream or it could come just through like signs after a reading, right? Um, but yeah, 100%. And to me, it could be the unconscious coming through. Or it could just be something that you're just thinking about a lot after the reading that you felt like it brought so much clarity or that you need more clarity on or that you want to focus on. So check the context of what information came through the dream. But the message I get is a lot of times since readings can bring unconscious things to the conscious, like it can make, make us feel aware of certain things. When we go into dream state, a lot of times since all those things were unconscious now, like they're coming through or new things are coming through a dream and new, new, new perspectives. You know, I'm not a, I don't really remember my dreams ever, which is something I wish I could, but dreams are always giving us something. It doesn't mean it's the literal sense of whatever we're dreaming. It's 
read into it a little bit, right? Look into it, journal about it, write through it, maybe open your records and see what comes through. Um, but it can definitely like, I'll, I'll have instances where I'll talk to somebody and there'll be things I'm thinking about this one topic and I'll, I'll slightly remember that that person or that thing was in my dream, but it doesn't mean that, um, I have to call that person or I have to do this thing or just might mean that unconsciously I'm connected to them. I have a lot of this weird energy. Sometimes I think I've talked about on the podcast where like, I will think of someone and they will call me or message me. It is constant. It is so weird. Um, or backwards, I'll get this urge to message a friend and they'll message me back. Um, they'll message me first. They'll message me first and I'll be like, I was just thinking about you. What's up? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So dreams can give us a lot of insight. Use it as like a window to keep healing to understanding yourself more, understanding your patterns and information that's come through a reading, for example. And this doesn't have to be only the Akashic records, right? It could have just been a therapy session, even what came through, what patterns did you see? And then all of a sudden it's in your conscious and then in your dream state, it's kind of like, it's bringing more things up. It's helping you work through them or it's helping you see what what you need to focus on sometimes or an emotion, you know, for me, uh, dreams that I do remember come, come up with emotions. That's how I'll remember it because it's so vivid. It's so visceral that I can't help but remember the feeling. I won't remember what happened sometimes. And the last question, why I can access with someone and not on my own. I feel like I can't connect. What a great, great question. It is interesting, and like I said, we teach level one and level two, so opening your own and opening other people's Akashic Records. Uh, connecting with our own Akashic Records is always the first step, and with any healing tool, anything that we learn, it's always about first bringing that tool and healing ourselves and helping integrate with that tool through our own learning, our own expansion, our own kind of um, understanding of the tool. So it's important that we always start with, with that, with any tool, with anything that we do, especially the Akashic Records. But it can always feel harder because our ego gets in the way and we know ourselves and our head will get in the way. Our ego will get in the way. And this is the main thing that people find difficulty with when they're learning to read their own Akashic Records. The moment we can just push that to the side and work through and practice and practice and practice, the better, because that'll help us move past those blocks. Reading other people's Akashic Records is very different, especially I would say when you start learning to read other people's Akashic Records, don't read people that you know. Read people that you do not know, that you have no idea who they are, where they're from, their story. Go into it so blindly that it helps you start to trust what comes through. It doesn't mean that it's easy for everybody and there's always a process with it, right? But it feels easier opening somebody else's is because it's, it's your ego's. The only way your ego gets involved is that it might not trust the message that's coming through or it might block you a little bit. But the messages come through more clearly because it's not your information and you're connecting to the other person's spiritual team, to their book. Your guides, your masters, your spiritual teams are supporting you and guiding you through that. They're like holding your, your hand through it, right? Um, and I like that it says like, I feel like I can't connect. That doesn't mean you're not connecting. 
that means you have to get out of your head. And there's a lot of like blind trusting at the beginning. There's a lot of um, just breaking through the inertia and starting to write or type or speak. Uh, there's a lot of that at the beginning with both level one and level two. So opening your own and opening others. I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for what most of the students have said. And really it is this, it, it does feel easier opening other people's Akashic records. But the thing here is, it's not everybody feels called to open records for other people. So if you do have that calling to open record, the, the Akashic records of, of others, there's a reason for it. And your spiritual, spiritual team is totally going to guide you and walk you through that. They're going to make everything easier. They're going to help you through that. Reading our own will always feel harder it, for most people. And I, I would say the majority of people because our ego will always get in the way. And it's something that we need to work through. And that helps us when we open others because we've worked through our own ego. We started to trust that we can open our own records. And when we open somebody else's, we've done our own internal process with it. So it becomes something... Um, it just becomes something more natural, right? It becomes something we're so attuned to and it becomes something that we we can trust that we can do well, right? And with anything, it's practice. You know, we don't become great at something right away. I think some people might have a natural gift of connecting to the Akashic Records really well because they've done so much inner work already and because they might have other gifts. Great, amazing, that wasn't my case. It wasn't the case of a lot of people that I know for most people. Um, but with anything, it's if, if you're forcing it, probably not a good idea. Follow your heart, follow your intuition. Um, but yeah, this person that asked this question, I'm sure you are connecting to your Akashic Records. That's the message I'm getting. It's just you need to be a little bit more patient with yourself and it, have some more of that, like what I call blind trust of those messages, whatever you're getting, if even if it's a word, break the inertia, start writing, start typing, start, start speaking. Um, but if you can open others, you can open your own. It just doesn't feel the same way. And I think sometimes expectations and things that we've been told might help push us in a different direction and not like, for example, if you expect it to feel the same way, or you expect it to look a certain way and then it doesn't, then you're already blocking yourself. So it's how do you go into it so openly that it's like, I'm going to, it's like a discovery. I'm going to figure out what the best way for channeling my own Akashic records is. Some people it's writing, some people it's speaking it out loud. Um, for others, it might be channeled a different way. I don't know. We all have to honor ourselves and honor how we do it. And we make things our own as long as we respect the tool, respect the information. Um, and I think sometimes what happens is like we don't make that time for ourselves, right? So we can we can show up for somebody else because we've confirmed a time and a date and, and we're doing our best. At, but are we doing the same for ourselves? Are we creating the environment? Are we in silence? Are we... Are we calming our nervous system down? Are we creating a ritual around the reading for ourselves? How are we doing it? Because if we're not doing it in the most, if we're not doing it with the same energy, then it will probably feel harder to open your own records, right? But like I said in the previous question um, about opening, like can the average person learn? Yes, anyone, anyone can do it. It's just finding the method, the rituals, 
the, the best way for us to do it. And we're all so different. So I can't tell you the best way to do that. Um, a lot of people will, will kind of come to a reading or I do like Akashic, um, Akashic record mentorship. So it's people that are learning level one or level two with us. Cause I can't really, I don't know what other people, how other people teach it, but if, if you've done level one or level two in our courses and I can, I can mentor you, I can help you. Sometimes I'll go on a call with somebody and like, we'll both channel at the same time, or I'll have the person open my records. Um, and I'll ask some questions. Depends. If it's your own records, then we both ask the same question. I walk you through that. I can help you also see what's coming through because I'll have your records open. And that sometimes helps people. I think it's getting out of our own head a lot of times. That's the thing. I kept, I was such a, in this perfectionist energy years ago that it was hard. Oh my gosh. Like I, I just didn't feel like I was getting anything because I was like, well, it needs to look this way. And why is this person over there in the class doing it this way? And then how are they getting all these messages? And I can't get anything. And then I was already in my head and it's like, bam, channel closed. I'm not getting anything. And it's quite, it's quite frustrating, I think, for a lot of us at the beginning. But that doesn't mean we're not connecting. Because a lot of people will come to a reading and they'll be like, I learned to read my own Akashic records, but I feel it. And they'll be like, you're connecting. You are connecting. And their spiritual team, their soul will confirm that to them. They're just not trusting it. And a lot of times when, when someone can say that to you with your records open, because you're asking that question, that'll help you trust it. And sometimes that helps break a little bit of that barrier. But the practice is crucial because if we're not practicing like anything, right? How can we become good at it? How can we attune to it? How can we feel comfortable? How can it be, become a part of our lives when we're not even giving it a chance? So it depends, right? Um, but it always, it, it's usually, I don't want to say always, I don't want to say always, it's usually easier to open somebody else's because we don't know the person and we're just getting messages fed to us through the records. And as long as we're trusting those and we say everything that comes through, and we're in the right energy when we do the reading for the person and they're in the right energy, then everything will come together in the most beautiful way for the person to receive what they needed to hear that day. All right. So we got through all the questions. So it was six last episode, nine this one. I hope some of these questions and answers really helped you understand maybe the Akashic Records a little bit more. Um, I know some people get really nervous in their first reading and that's so normal, but you know, it's such a beautiful energy. Most people leave a reading, even when you open your own records, right? Leaving a reading, feeling super connected to themselves, super elevated peace with more clarity. They feel validated in a lot of emotions and things that they need to do. Um, it's just such a beautiful energy. And I always say that, like, I used to go every six months without even realizing it. I would look at the calendar like, oh my gosh, it's six months, it's been six months and I feel like I have to go again. Cause it would give me that, that push, that connection that I wasn't able to get on my own. Uh, I was too grounded, too in my head for most of my life. Um, not to say that I'm not now, I'm more in my feelings now. I understand between the two. I've said that before, right? Like I couldn't decipher between a feeling and a thought. It was the most frustrating thing. That's not the case now, thankfully. I've worked through that. I've, um, I've done the work. Um, 
But yeah, I hope I hope this served in some way. If there are new questions or more questions, feel free to DM or contact me. I will be doing some questions and answers on my YouTube channel. I have an Akashic Records series there, so um, feel free to check that out. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, and obviously make sure you're following us on Instagram, on, on Facebook. And if you aren't subscribed on Spotify or iTunes or Anchor, make sure you do so you don't miss any new episodes. We have, like I said last episode, some exciting interviews coming up with different topics. So we cannot wait to share those with you all. And yeah, keep up the amazing connection, whatever you're using to connect to your higher self or to yourself in general, make time for it, take care of yourself and let go, you know, get out of your head, start to create new habits, new rituals that help you feel more aligned, more elevated. And if that's opening your own Akashic records, awesome. If it's doing Reiki, that's cool. If it's doing something else, honor that. Um, Yeah, that's my message. I hope you all have a great week. I'm wishing you lots of love and light. And we will see you in the next episode with with a new podcast. And take care of yourselves. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you.